Hi, I'm Nigel Baker, and you're listening to The Future Financial Advisor. We're running this podcast to create an avenue for advisors to share their thoughts and their, their best interests and really trying to attract those advisors who want to take the industry forward. What we want is great businesses are really making a difference and really making a big impact to their clients, and we want to know how they're doing it. So in this series, we're going to be discussing the latest digital platforms, some best practices, evidence-based investing strategies. We want to give financial advisors the tools they need to help more investors improve their financial well-being. So if you're ready to take the industry forward, modernize your advisory practice and reach a new generation of investors and the new generation of advisors, then this show is for you. So all our recordings and podcasts are general advice. All the content, all the people interviewing here, it's all their own opinions and all their own views. In no way does it constitute any personal advice or recommendations. If you need specific advice, please go and seek an advisor. Thanks very much. So in today's podcast, we are talking about the quality of advice review. So this is really important for financial advisors and customers and clients of the financial advice industry. As we know, the financial advice industry has gone through lots of reviews and um, had lots of reform, and there's good reason for that. There were some really poor outcomes delivered by some of Australia's most trusted brands who took advantage of the fact that they had all these loyal customers and effectively sold product to people that necessarily didn't need that product. That's what it came down to. And it just became corporate greed and the snowball just got out of control and a lot of good people got caught up in that. I don't think a lot of those people meant to get caught up in that. Uh, you can sort of understand how they did. So there's some of it was just momentum, some of it were just some bad seeds who unfortunately were able to, you know, at the end of the day, steal people's money uh, because the regulation wasn't strong enough and it let in unqualified people with the wrong motives into the industry. So that's all been cleaned up to an extent. In any industry, in any profession, in any part of life, there's an element of bad people. We know that. There's bad lawyers, there's bad doctors. Uh, there's bad financial advisors, and there will always continue to be that in society. But what we've got now is a regulatory system that contains a lot of that and puts in some protection, which makes it a lot better. And so with that, we're seeing a review. Um, and in the financial review today, or was it yesterday, we've got uh, Michelle Levy, who's running the quality advice review, has come out with her uh, initial uh, discussion points, I suppose, and the consultation paper, and obviously looking to get feedback because she's come in with a fresh set of eyes, and a lot of people are scared about this, but I think what we're seeing, certainly in this consultation paper, is very, very encouraging. Because what we're seeing, what we what we put forward in our in our submission to the quality advice review, which um, was quite lengthy, uh, about ten pages long, where we answered the questions, and we really believed that the industry was at a stage where it needs someone to to say, hey, we've we've cleaned up the rest, the the mess from the past. And we need to move forward and we sort of need to trust this industry now to do the right thing by clients. And, and what's really encouraging to see in Michelle Levy's submission is she's actually saying that. She's saying, look, the time's come now to get rid of a lot of this red tape, a lot of these descriptions. Our argument was that we don't need all these descriptions around advice. We don't need general advice. We don't need wholesale advice. We just need one, one good advice. Whether you've got a dollar or 100 million to invest, you want to trust that, that advisor sitting in front of you is actually just giving you good advice that's reasonable for you. And you, as a consumer, need to know that there's enough protection in place to know that this advisor is working within a, a highly regulated uh, regime and that advisor is qualified to give you that advice, just like when you go to see an accountant. Accountants are either advising huge corporates or they are doing individual tax returns. And you're going to go to an accountant who specialises. If I'm a financial advisor, I run a financial advice business, so I want an accountant who deals with 
businesses and accounts and what's specific to my industry, I'm not going to go to someone who specializes in construction industry or property developers, you know. So, um, and then there's accountants who obviously deal with the, you know, BHP and ANZs of the world. Well, you know, I'm not going to be suitable to what they do all day, every day. Uh, but I'm also not suitable to someone who just does individual tax returns because I'm a bit more complicated than that running a business. So with financial advice, it's the same. What it does is it allows the, the industry and to become a profession and to specialise into certain areas where there's there's going to be advisors who deal with retirees and advisors who deal with small balances and advisors who deal with high balances. But at the end of the day, they're all actually thinking about, hey, I'm, I'm qualified to give this advice and I'm in the right space and right regulate uh, the right regulate, re, re, regulatory regime to support that. So what what I was really um, pleased about, and some people will see this controversial, but where um, Michelle Levy's coming from, she's saying the best interest duty is replaced, um, but replaced with a good advice duty. I love that. I love this talk of a good advice duty. You know, when you talk about best interests and safe harbours, all it's done is actually create a fair bit of red tape, and it was. Um, the modelling apparently, as prepared by KPMG, has found these safe harbour provisions are actually increasing the cost. Because of the safe harbour provisions, advisors have to over-document and over-prove that they've thought about this best interest duty, which is, you know, sort of given. Like, you know, you've got to hope that really everyone's working in the best interest of the clients. I know they didn't in the past, but we've got to move forward and build an industry based on the future, not the past. And that's what I like about this, because we've seen that the cost of advice has just gone through the roof. It's gone up tremendously over the last couple of years and it's led millions of Australians to have no access to advice and we've been talking to lots of businesses and they're you know they're just saying oh we've just got to condense our business model we've got to look after less clients and that's not a great outcome I mean yes those businesses can be quite profitable looking after less but that means a lot of people don't get access to advice and there's also lots of lots of people out there who would like to get advice and probably would be a, a decent client for an advisor, but they're scared off because of all this regulation, red tape, and it's, it's confusing. All these requirements about fee disclosure and things like that, I mean, as a business, we have to spend a lot of time every year, and I've been in favour of all these regulations. Look, I, I haven't been an advisor who's whinged and moaned and said, this, this, this is terrible, but it has added to our costs. It's absolutely like we've had to spend a lot of time to get systems in place, to send all these letters out, to make them all as per the regulations, which are quite specific and precise. Um, and as you can imagine, for all the relatively small businesses like ours around the country, which are just trying to help clients, it's it's, it's added to that complexity and, and obligations. We've got to have people doing it. We've got to get the systems in place. And we've had to you know, look at technology to make that more efficient. But actually now looking at replace, um, re- reducing a lot of these things. And um, another key thing I love about this paper by Michelle Levy is general advice gone. Now, you might be looking at this going, so we're, we sit in both camps. We're a full advice business and we've got Scientium as a digital advice practice. And we we incorporate that into our day-to-day lives in, in our business. Some clients don't need a full advice, so they go down the Scientium path and they can elevate themselves from Scientium into full advice. And we're... A lot of advisors have been scared to get on board is this general advice framework and what's general advice and what's not. So in our submission, our submission to the general to the quality advice review, we said get rid of general advice. You don't need it. You just meet, need to know that some people don't need full advice and that general advice is confusing. So if you're someone who just needs a simple rollover, well, you can do that effectively. If you want to speak to someone, great, get a one-pager, two-pager, or you go online and do it. And, and, and Centium can do that for you. You can roll over your super a few flicks of the button, you as a consumer need to have some savviness about it. Yes, you need to understand what you're doing and answer, read the questions. But like we all do, when we sign up to Apple, who has read the terms and conditions, yet you know how many millions of people, billions of people in the world sign these things all day every day? You know, I'm not saying you know that, that that's right, that you shouldn't read all this stuff, 
But yeah, as, as a consumer, we've got to take some responsibility. And that's what we're saying with financial advice. The consumers need to take some responsibility as well. We can't be just saying, well, I need to invest $10,000, therefore I need a 50-page letter to understand it, therefore I'm not going to do it. So what we're seeing by some of this talk by Michelle Levy is that we're going to reduce some of that red tape, which is great. And it says here too, there's a paragraph here, advisors have been hesitant to experiment with digital advice for fear of breaching the law, especially the best interest duty and safe harbour provisions, which are understood to have never been satisfied to ASIC standards in purely software-enabled advice process. Well, now that's going to go, which is fantastic. And that's it's really, really encouraging. It's really encouraging to see that we're starting to see some movement towards much more flexible models. Um, and it, yes, there's going to be some fears around that. Does that mean anyone can give advice? But it's not really saying that. It's really saying that we just want people to access quality advice and information. And it's up to us, the people in, in the industry, to better provide those mechanisms and provide that those avenues. And the good businesses will survive. Um, it's, it is what it is. If you've got people out there touting rubbish, and then that, they'll get found out. So if you're out there providing high-quality good advice and then you've got a, now a, a mechanism to give people access to general advice like Centium, then that's sort of the model we were arguing for. Um, again, people might be thinking, well, that's that's crazy. You're going back in time. I don't think they are. I think, I think what we've done is we've got regulations in place now to – to make sure that the past doesn't happen again, again, I'm not saying that there won't be some bad people in the industry who try to take advantage of this. And by bad, I mean people who are purely motivated by their own interests and not by the end client. And it's the same in any industry, unfortunately. I've come across some pretty bad accountants in my life. I've come through the accounting uh, network. I've been to see some pretty bad doctors. But I tell you what, most of them are pretty good and, and you hear pretty quickly who the bad ones are and you move on and you go and find a good one. So it all comes down to that reputation. And if someone out there sees these new regulatory changes, something they can take advantage of and they'll be found out pretty quick. I think what we will see is that consumers start to restore faith and, and confidence in the industry. And those good advisory businesses, those ones who can focus on giving great quality advice to more people and looking at ways to do that through, and not just saying it's only through CNTM, of course, but through giving using digital to get that leverage. You can't, obviously, as a human, you've only got so many hours in the day, you surely can't go and help 500 people with your time, but you can if, you, if you're going to embrace digital. So the draft proposals of Treasury's quality advice review, the current four laws are best interest duty, appropriate advice duty, duty to warn client, duty of priority, and this proposal combines them all into one, which would be an obligation to provide good advice. I love that. So the draft proposal of a law should regulate personal advice. General advice should no longer be regulated. Financial advisors have a duty to provide good advice. Number four, a relevant provider is defined as one that receives a fee for advice. Number five, super funds are allowed to provide advice to members. Number six, super funds have discretion over how they charge members. Number seven, advice fees can be paid from a member's super account. Number eight, fee disclosure statements no longer be required. Number nine, records of advice need only be provided upon request. Number 10, advisors inform clients of dispute resolution rights. Number 11, design and distribution obligations be simplified. And number 12, there'd be an adequate transition period for these changes. Now, there's a few things there around people will be worried about super funds giving advice. The reality is they've got millions of customers. Most of them are not lead, needing full advice. I've got some issues around conflicts. Hopefully that can be managed, but I can see why that's part of the solution. And look, there's influence there and people will question the influence and politics and all that sort of thing. But again, interesting super funds do provide a service and why shouldn't they be able to provide some sort of limited advice, I suppose, to those end customers. If they need more complex advice, hopefully what we're going to see here is that those people realise that and they go and get more complex advice if they need it. But a lot of the time, they're just 
I think what we're tr- what they're trying to say here is if they just need a simple rollover or have a simple question, then that shouldn't require a full statement of advice. So in summary, I think this is a, this is a great move forward. Uh, it's refreshing to see. Um, this came out this morning. Alex Viskovic of the Australian Financial Review has, has, has produced this article on the on Infinity Review and we'll read more about it. But we're pleased to see this again from our submission with the Quality Advice Review. It actually follows a lot of our lot of our responses. So thank you, Michelle. Maybe you read our response, but uh, what I've seen so far is. It's pretty much in line with exactly what we put forward. So that's pretty exciting for the industry going forward. Thanks for listening in. Bit of a uh, monologue today, but I think it was really important given the, the progress we're seeing in the quality advice review. You've been listening to the Future Financial Advisor. So if you've been enjoying the show, please make sure to share it with your network and leave a review on your favorite listening platform. Or if you've got some ideas or thoughts or would like to come on as a guest or know someone who would be a great guest, then please let me know. To learn more about CNTM, just go to our website, cntm.com.au or look me up on LinkedIn. Look forward to speaking with you and see you on the next episode.